Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am Athlete Tonight. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Ashley Nicole Moss, and I got the guys with me. Six-time pro bowler, first-team all-pro in 2012, Brandon Marshall, and the number six overall pick in the 2005 draft, Adam Pacman Jones. What's up, guys? Six? Six, Ash? He was six overall? You sure? that's, that's, That's what it tells me. Can we get you to turn? Pack is trying to talk. I wish you guys could see his his video, but you can't. We we need to put the Pro Bowler and all Pro on there now. Ashley, no, that's listen. You tell Ant he wrote the script. That's that's a beef between the two of y'all. I just I just read what he wrote me. That's all I'm saying. So oh my goodness, we here. Give, give you the accolades, but Ant, listen, that's for you to get together. It's all good. <laughs> Listen, I'm sh- I'm shocked. I'm just shocked that you went six overall. How the hell you do that? You were good in college. Oh my Man. god! <laughs> right. You had, one, you had one good day on me. It was preseason. <laughs> Hold on. I, you know what? I need to go back and watch film because yeah. you know, I know I struggled a little bit against you when you were in Cincinnati, just a little bit. But I I feel like it a wasn't lot. you. I feel a like lot. it was their it unit. Was Ashley, it's a difference when you play against like uh, Man, you are the so Zimmers. Hollywood right now, I can't even talk to you. Like, I'm not even gonna like address you. It's just me and Pac today. Brandon is in LA, got his sunglasses on indoors, a beautiful studio, like leaned back. I'm not even taking this man seriously. I'm not even paying attention to you. Moving on. <laughs> I'm moving all the way on. We have a great show for you guys tonight. Lamar Jackson said a line will be drawn in the sand sooner rather than later. I'm guessing he's got to be referring to his contract or lack thereof. Ezekiel Elliott says he feels no pressure over his future in Dallas. And free agent NFL linebacker Brandon Copeland joins the show to discuss financial literacy and his days in the NFL. But first, we have some breaking news. DK Metcalf just got the bag. Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf is signing a three-year, $72 million extension. That includes $58.2 million guaranteed. Um, the deal includes a $30 million signing bonus. This is the highest mm. ever for a wide receiver. Metcalf will be a free agent again at just 27 years old. Guys, how do you feel about this? Let's talk about it. 
So uh, this is a really good deal for DK Metcalf. Uh, you just said it. He turns 25 uh, in December, right? And start from a business perspective, you know, this, this guy is going to be able to probably walk away, you know, when it's all said and done, if he handles his business off the field, taking care of his body pack, he can walk away with four really nice deals. You know, he has his, 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 his rookie deal, which is a nice one. And this one's a really good one. Um, it gets him back at the, at the, t- to the table in his prime. And he'll have another big one. Probably that's like, the, that's the one. Um, and then he'll have a smaller one, right? Like a two, three year deal uh, before he goes off into the sunset. So this is really good for DK Metcalf. And it's also good for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's be real. I love DK Metcalf. Spent time with him last off season. He flew down and we just talked about mindset. We talked about what it takes to be a pro. And I think that DK is one of those guys that plays with a lot of emotion. Uh, he plays with these emotions on his sleeves and he needs to continue to learn how to uh, manage that, right? The same things that make receivers like that great is the same things that bring us down. I was one of those guys. So I think this gives uh, the the Seattle Seahawks a little bit of security and give them some room. It's like, you know what? We love this guy. We're all in, but we're not in for five to six years. Um, you know, Pat, DK want, Met- I, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to ask you something real quick, or actually the both of you. Yesterday we, we had three um, guys waiting for the bag. It was Derwin James, it was DK Metcalf, and Debo. Now, Debo Samuel. And, you know, Shady was like, listen, out of the three of those guys, Debo got to get paid first. But obviously that didn't happen. But my bigger, the bigger question here is the Seahawks are in a rebuilding era. This is no longer the Legion of Boom. This is no longer the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. No one's expecting this team to be good this season, maybe even next season, and maybe a couple of seasons following. So are you surprised that Metcalf is in it for the next three years? Um, no, I'm not surprised. The reason why I'm not surprised because it was kind of two desperate moves, if you ask me. Mm. I think the Seahawks made a great, great move because they just lost Russell Westbrook. But at the end of the day, Wilson. like he, I mean, Russell Wilson, I said my mm. bad, I said that wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a great receiver, but he's he, he. he he's fast, but you know what I'm trying to say, Brandon. Say um, it, yeah. he he. It's a good deal. It, 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 um, I, I, I'll just put it like that. I really think um, it's ways to get him the ball. And and well, he, well he's not a one to me, but well, well, a, no, he, no, 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 a, that's not true. I let me let me let me let me let me jump in here a little bit to help you out here. Uh, well, you don't need help, but it's just like as from a receiver's perspective, don't forget Ashley Impact when he first came in. To the NFL, we were like, "Oh, he's going to be a project." Remember, he was a, he was second round. This is a first round talent, but at the top of his routes, he couldn't get in and out of his breaks. We didn't know if he could run the entire route tree, so we were shocked that he had so much success so fast because he was almost a raw talent. So that's what Pack. That's really what you're saying. But I think his upside is significant. I think this dude could be a top five. He he just two years ago we were saying he was top five. Right. Remember that year he exploded. We were saying, is he number one? I had him on my board that year pretty much as the number one receiver. So there's still a lot uh, for him to learn and develop. But is that upside that you speak about? Are you concerned about that next level in his career as a wide receiver being reached when you no longer have a quarterback like Russell Wilson or even a franchise quarterback right now? Like they they, they're going through a quarterback change, changing of the guard. So his quarterback this season, whether it's Geno Smith, whether it's, you know, Drew Locke, whoever it may be, is not going to be his quarterback 
back probably the next season or the season after. So is he going to reach that next level as a wide receiver or are we going to see him maybe even decline a little bit because he's not getting those those touches? I, I, I don't think that he's just going to blow off the top of the roof. That's first and foremost. Um, you got to be crafty of getting this guy the ball. Yes, he can catch the deep ball. Um, can he run a 15-yard comeback and get out the break? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I've seen the slants. I've seen the digs. I've seen play action, running over the field, then coming back. But I haven't seen the, the, the criteria of work as far as, all right, I got a quarterback and sit in the pocket that can throw him a 15-yard out or a 15-yard comeback and be polished like that's the only thing i'm saying i'm all for the player like i just said earlier i think it's a great deal on metcalf and to see uh seattle part as far as getting the deal done um but it's what a lot it more take guys to get there be, get paid i don't think that set the standard one thing mm. to show two things about it we know debo got to get paid more yeah but, oh, for but sure. like, let's let's think about it just 22 hours ago um you know the seattle the Seattle Times, you know, came out with this story and they're like, DK Metcalf's holds in during Seahawks' first training camp practice of the year. So from a strategy standpoint, you know, Pac, you're talking about Debo Samuels getting paid and other guys, you know, that that's a part of it. I know, Ash, you, you said we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson later on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, he's practicing. You know, he got this, he got paid because he came, he showed up. But his ass ain't moved. He ain't do nothing until that that that, that 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 deal was signed. Um, so hats off to DK Metcalf for for using the leverage that he the only leverage that he had. I'm showing up, but I ain't practicing. Well, listen, only time will tell, but we're going to move on to someone who just got paid as well, and that's Kyler Murray, and he's speaking out on the contract, quote-unquote, study clause um, that everybody seems to have an opinion on. So Kyler Murray, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, held an impromptu press conference on Thursday to respond to the criticism he faced as a result of the independent study clause that was inserted into his contract. Murray spoke for over 10 minutes, and um, we have some of those points now. So take a listen. To think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost it's disrespectful. And it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke. You know, um, it's, to me, I'm flattered. You know, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. Um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard. I refuse to, to let my work ethic, my preparation be um, being questioned. You know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and, and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do, uh, whether, whether it's football or baseball. You know, people can't even comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college, you know, let alone do it, you know, be the first person to do it ever at, at my size. It's, like I said, this is um, – it's funny, but I, you know, to, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm, I'm honored that you think that. But um, it it doesn't exist. It's not it's not possible. Okay, so 
I'll, I'll start off here and then you guys can take it from here. It seems that his smoke is a little bit um, misdirected because we didn't put the clause in his contract. We didn't say, listen, you got to go ahead and give us four hours of, of independent study, you know, time each week. That was the organization. So if anything, don't you think that this conversation should have been had with the Cardinals? Like, hey, you guys don't need to put this clause in my contract. I didn't get here you know, by not studying film, I'm undersized. I have to study film. I'm not just going to go ahead and say, well, I got paid. I'm not going to go ahead and, and do the work at this point. So to be upset or to have, you know, these feelings towards, I guess, the media and, and the fans who feel a way about a clause in his contract that his franchise put together seems a little misguided. I don't know. It seems a little off to me. It, 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 it don't seem off at me at all. You know what? Because sometimes your agent call you, right? He say, look, uh, we got to figure out other ways to get this other two, three million dollars. What do you want to agree to? Do you want to agree to 60% of the workouts that they're having? And I'll give you two million dollars for that. Or do you want to um, watch film three, four hours extra a week so you can get the other three million dollars? So I think people are really overacting on it, really overreacting on this mm -hmm. because it's 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 not what y'all making it to be. Because I've had I've done three contracts where um my agent called me and say, Hey, look, how many yards do you think you can get in punt return? He's like, I'm gonna get you two more million dollars if you can get five hundred yards. I'm like, five hundred yards is easy. He's like, Well, how many you think how much you think you can get for six hundred yards? So like these conversations happen behind doors so this is nothing new of like conversations or contracts or or different things different things that's in uh, contracts i don't Miranda, understand before, why before you answer that i want to give you another piece to go ahead and, and sit on okay. there's also a clause in this contract a baseball clause where it says murray cannot mm. participate in a tryout workout practice <laughs> scrimmage exhibition or game for any baseball team in any baseball league. So go ahead with that information as well. Right. Um, first off, uh, a couple things here. Talk. I want to talk about the standard. I want to talk about this clause. And uh, I want to talk about, you know, what you just said, the leverage of, you know, Kyler Murray using baseball, now the team using his contract to get him not to throw baseball in his face. Um, Pac, I disagree with you, right? There's... There's uh, two ways we can look at this. You can look at it from a character standpoint. You can look at it from football character. Two different, right? Yes, I hear you on, you know, using anything you can to, to squeeze the team to get the extra and then also to be creative uh, when it comes to these workout bonuses and these different clauses. But when you see things in a contract that says study film, like I don't know if we've ever seen this before. Hey, we mm -hmm. need you to commit to three to four hours of study film. To me, that speaks to the football character, and it's not a bad thing. No. It's just What's a the maturity difference thing. Between some but, guys but, who got weight con contracts yeah, in their clauses. That's right. Then that's that's football character to me. But also, I, like I'll, I'll speak about myself, for example. Everybody knows first guy in the league. Um, I struggle off the field, right? Like, you know, they didn't know if I was going to be there or not. You know, and I, was I there? Absolutely. But the way I approach 
you know, my life in the game, you know, it was scary. It was disruptive. And so they were like, look, we're going to put this clause in your in, in your contract. If you don't, if you get in trouble, we can go recoup some of our signing bonus. We can recoup some of that. So we've seen that before. That is character challenges. Now with Kyler Murray, this is a football character um, um, a conversation. Young guy, okay? Very young. And let's be honest, it's okay. Like, you come in as a boy, but if you stay long enough in the NFL, you're going to leave a man. For me, I came in a boy and I left a man because I had to get it right if I wanted to stay my ass in the NFL. Kyler Murray, let's keep it real. He's a young quarterback. We there's some conversation around like, all right, we need to show you or you need to continue to be intentional on how to learn how to be a leader, how to be the face of the franchise, because the standard now takes me to the next thing. The standard is John Elway. Now, I would say John Elway, let's say Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. That's what they're expecting out of the quarterback position, right? That's what they're expecting. But how it took them years to get there. And then the Pey- Peyton Manning was groomed. So he was a baby to be, you know, the face of a franchise and the, the starting, the, you know, the, the, the best quarterback, you know, in the NFL, you know, a few years here and there. So um, I push back on you, Pac, because the standard is to lead like a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady. And I think Kyler Murray – is learning that. Hey, so this clause says a lot. Totally different player than all three of those Facts. guys that you just named. We're not talking about play, though. We're not talking about play, Pat. I'm talking about as far as leadership and all of that, bro. Like, you cannot tell me that this is a big deal when guys have, for instance, did you have a weight clause in your contract when you played at any time? We all do. Now I'm asking you a question. It's a yes or no question. Yes, yes. All right. So what's the difference between the weight clause and – Watching film. It's no difference. Let me so tell you, you the difference. Me, hold on. Let you me tell me. you telling me that, oh, Denver Broncos think that Brandon well, Marshall think- eat too much. He can't get in shape because we put a weight thing in his uh, contract. No. All right, let me ask you this I question. The, I, I, think the slight, I think the slight difference here, and guys, you're listening to I Am Athlete tonight, Brandon Marshall, Pac-Man Jones, and myself, Ashley Nicole Moss. And I feel like the difference is, you know, weight is something that fluctuates. You know, sometimes you can even gain 10 pounds like that in the offseason. Don't say nothing, Pac. Let her finish. And Don't just cut nobody allowing off. yourself to relax Shh. a little bit. But I think what's concerning to me about this independent study clause, it, it almost like portrays this this narrative that Kyler Murray as a quarterback, which is probably the, you know, the most intricate position of a football team that he does not Ashley, have. Ashley, Ashley, no, 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 no. It's my turn. I didn't finish. Ashley cut me off. Ashley, obviously you have no idea how the NFLs work. Oh, whoa. Well, I mean, I've never played want, professional you, football. You want me, well, that's fair. You want me hold on, you hold on. Time out. How much, time out. Do you think, how, how much do you think a player get fined for being overweight? One pound. But I wouldn't say no, no. I'm not. Oh I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You know, weight is not a, 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 a an important part. To, or what I'm telling you is, what I'm saying no is that it's, it's no difference from Brandon having a clause in his contract about. Hey, fat boy, you got to be 220 <laughs> pounds. And I'm talking to Brandon. This is how me and Brandon talking. Hey, look, uh-huh. I want you 220 pounds. Hey, Pat, 
I want you to watch film three hours a day before you leave here. Dada. What is the difference between the two? The difference is, is a, as a quarterback and as an undersized quarterback, why do you feel that you need to even put that clause in his – how do you think he got how the do position you, that he's in now? How do you, can I answer? Can I, I'm going to tell you. My question is, I got the Trump card. I'm confused. My question Ashley, is, I have how, the Trump do card, we know, how do we know which way it is? We don't know if they put it in there. You know what I mean? To give him something else because this is the numbers that his agent wanted his contract to be at. Or mm -hmm. we don't know if he's not watching pack. film. But we don't pack. know. We don't it's know. Simple. But what I'm saying is it, let's play playing devil's advocate. If he has been watching film to put that clause in his contract is is per, is portraying this narrative that he doesn't already do it. So you need to almost babysit him. No, and that's, that's a little bit assume. that's a little bit worrisome from the outside looking in because if that's not let the me case know. then why did it need to be in there y'all let me know when y'all want the answer y'all let me know when y'all want the answer y'all y'all you said your answer we, twice but go no, ahead I tell us not. no i did not here's the answer this is the answer 99 percent of the guys in the nfl have this dang fat boy clause in their contract pack how many yeah. how many times have you seen this clause this uh you need to watch three four hours i've never even heard of nothing like this me right that come on this ain't this ain't normal can I, what are can you I talking you about? That's the Trump card. Ask me. But that's but the deal had, right there. In his so, whole contract, he had nothing about working out. It don't because like that's my I but never, that's my point. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I'm trying. Well, no, our point is is it would have made more sense to have a clause in his contract that for the most part is universally in every single player's contract. Preach. We're not talking about weight. Not really. You're not. having a you're ha you have a clause in this man's contract as a quarterback that he needs to dedicate a certain amount of time to the film room. That's not something we see very often, or if at all, and that portrays a narrative that he does not do the work behind the scenes whether that's true or not i don't it know it is let's, let's stop it let's stop but let's but, but come on peck let's stop and it's not a bad thing it's the it's the the freaking journey of an athlete kyler murray how old is he can we fact check that really quick anthony he, he probably came in the league at 2021 20, what it was he was young when he came in i think he's 24 maybe 25, he's 24 now he's 24 now he didn't you think he came in pack and knew how to break down film do you think he knew like, that did he really embrace being the first or being the last man Did you think he really this man is Tell small me. as hell do you not think he watched film he can't even see over the line yeah, yeah, the I, hell are y'all talking short, about Let, we're not yes. gonna short shame pack we're not gonna do that pa patrick I'm mahomes saying, he's a patrick, good patrick quarterback mahomes. that can be great pa patrick mahomes won the super bowl jumping to patrick mahomes saying that he doesn't watch film because of the language in the contract Oh, that's well, all I'm saying. Is that's what I'm saying. And we're going to move on to Lamar Jackson after this. But what I'm saying is whether it's true or not, that's what the optics look like. And sometimes optics is all that matters to put a clause in a quarterback's contract that makes him have to study film for three to four hours a week puts forth the narrative that he does not do it regularly on his own. And that's, that's to you. Is, to is me, odd. it sounds like an easy check. OK, that's well, great. To me, it like some easy money, Ashley. Moving on, someone who's still looking for his check is Lamar Jackson, practicing at Ravens training camp, still without a new contract. Listen, Kyler Murray secured his payday, but all eyes are now shifting to Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens QB, and how much he will get paid and when that will actually happen. 
Um, listen, every time he goes into the football field, he runs the chance of suffering an injury that might lower his potential earning ability in the future. His base salary of 23 million is guaranteed this year, but there are no insure. There are no assurances rather for anything beyond 2022. Um, today, Lamar had something to say about this situation. Take a listen. Uh, man, I want to win at the end of the day. You know, I just want to be great. You know, I just want to work with my brothers at the end of the day. I don't want to, you know, leave them out there hanging. No, that's not me. That's never been me. Are you going into the season still negotiating, or is it going to be a cutoff? No, it's probably going to be a cutoff at some point. Yeah. Um, Pac, listen, Lamar famously does not have an agent, but um, you know, what do you think of the situation is with Baltimore? Why are they dragging their feet or paying on paying their guy? It's not like there's another Lamar Jackson waiting in the draft for them anytime soon. I don't know, but me personally, um, I don't like the situation. I've I've said that from the top when we talked about this three weeks ago. He deserved to get paid $28 million is not even enough. Metcalf just got $30 million for this year, 52 of it guaranteed. So when you line the two players up, who is most important to the organization? Um, I just don't think Lamar is getting the respect that he should get. And me personally, yo, it's, it's, it's about the bag. And it's, I know a lot of teams that would love to have Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, um, Carolina is one. If Carolina had Lamar, would, would they run it back in the guys they have? That that would be a hell of an offense right there. Um, mm-hmm. We can name team after team, but like at, cert- at, at a certain point, he got a bet on himself, um, which he's taking $28 million this year. The cutoff is the cutoff. He need to get him a, a home run deal. Because he de- he deserve it. Because you never know what's gonna happen. Absolutely. God forbid something happen this year. Right. Brandon, right. listen. I mean, he continues to show loyalty to this organization. He shows up. He avoids the questions about this contract as often as he possibly can. But you know, the game is a business at the end of the day, and he has to protect that asset. And that asset is himself. So you're Lamar. What do you do? Yeah, I, I mean. I like what Lamar is doing because the quarterback position is a little bit different. You know, if you're Pac-Man Jones or if you're myself, you're out there any moment. The, the chances of your your injury rate is higher, right? The quarterback position, kickers, right? In, like in practice, you're not getting hit. You're not getting touched, right? Now, obviously, we've seen the Teddy Bridgewaters of the world being camped, drop back, blow out his full, his knee, right? Freak accident. So I like that he's saying the right things. I like that he's showing up and he's not doing what DK Metcalf uh, has done and, and, you know, do a hold in. Um, I think Lamar just needs to, like he said, draw that line. And they need to commit to a date. And he says, this is, this is what it is, right? Um, because when you're the quarterback, right, like <laughs> – it, you're different. You're like, I always say, I used to always tell the, court, the younger quarterbacks, so you're a CEO. You know, you got to operate that way. You can't walk in like uh, a wide receiver or a DB and it's just like willy-nilly. Like, everything has to be int- intentional. So I like what he's doing. Um, for for me, uh, from a business perspective, because you talked about business, I don't think, I think a fair deal is when both sides uh, have some of the risk. And so in this situation, going into your last year, you, you, the player has all the risk because if he gets hurt, then what happens? They're going to they're gonna say, well, we're not going to give you that contract now that we were negotiating. We need you to we need to see that you're healthy first. And then when you when you get healthy, we're going to need another year for you to prove that you actually can still play. 
right? Mm -hmm. So any player in this type of situation, I truly believe they need to do everything they can to get the deal done so they don't take on all the risks. And Pac is right. Like, what's the alternative? Like, what's the alternative? This is the face of your – this is the there face is of no the franchise. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right. is making $50 right. million. Dollars. If you, Lamar you Jackson Lamar, wants 50, you're asked out at the quarterback position for, I don't know, the next 10 years. Like, there right. is no, there pay, is no pay alternative. The Ravens definitely have to go ahead and get it together. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Ashley Nicole Moss here with Brandon Marshall and Pac-Man Jones. And we have a special guest in the building. Brandon wow. Copeland is here to talk all things financial literacy and whatever else the fellas want to throw at him. Brandon, what's up? What up? What up? How y'all doing? We're good. I know Brandon was admiring your background. The Are those Giants colors? I'm not feeling that too much, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss that another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're here to kind of talk to us about financial literacy, which is super important. Money, music, culture, MMC brings Wall Street to Main Street, breaking down key financial lessons from mainstream culture. Um, you created that, I believe? Yes. Yes. We've been working on it for a long time, just trying to find new ways to reach the people, get them to listen to and learn their money. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of different ways out there. There's a lot of different lessons out there. And sometimes you want to fall asleep during them. So we try to find a way to bridge the gap between money, music, culture, and money, music to reach the culture. Excuse me. And uh, we've been having fun doing it. Something so before, really interesting. Not only do you guys share stories, but you dissect songs and talk yeah. mastering your money in a rapidly changing world. But let's go back to the dissecting of songs. What do you mean by that specifically? Yeah. So for me, I love music. Music is one of my my things that gives me energy. You know, it changes my mood. You know, obviously as ball players before the game, 
you know, you might have your your routine and stuff like that. But for me, I've always been that dude that, you know, riding in the car with wifey, I'm sitting there like, hey, you hear what he said? Rewind that, rewind that real quick, right? <laughs> and so finally just took it and flipped it on his head and started thinking about, okay, well, you know, Ply's talking about running off on the plug twice, not one time, two times. Okay, cool. That's pretty dope. But that's also like running off on that credit. And what's that really going to do to your life, right? What's the five things that make up your credit score? So that we understand like, yeah, that's that's what we 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 having fun with and we shaking our asses to. But ultimately, Jay-Z talks about, you know, we're we not trying to run off on the plug. That's the most important person mm-hmm. in the world, right? And so what's the difference with, between that? Or uh, Lil Baby in 2040. You know, I'll be loving that song. I was listening to that song all last year before games and stuff like that. But in the midst of him just going crazy, he also talks about I make money off all types of shit. I got stocks for me and my children. Whoa. Okay, let's dive into that there. Right. Some of your favorite artists are really dropping financial gems. And while we think they did just partying and just putting on chains and they just trying to entertain, they also are giving game from their platform and from where they are in life. And so we try to take it and break it down and give it into a lesson that you can actually use and apply to your life. Well, before I bring the guys in, Brandon and Pac-Man, I want to go ahead and give the listeners a little bit more information about you. Outside of your podcast, which launched yesterday, um, you're also a teacher. You were on Forbes 30 for uh, 30 under 30 list in 2021. I have not made that list, but what's up, Forbes? That's cool. I got one more year to cash in. Um, he is the creator of Life 101, which shares money tips to help make your constant financial decisions in life with confidence. And um, you double as an Ivy League professor, which is very impressive. So, guys, go ahead and, uh, Brandon, I know this is right up your alley. Pac-Man, any questions for Brandon yeah. here? The other Brandon? Yeah, I love B. Like, one of my all-time favorite uh, people in the world. You know, we've been around each other probably the last five years or so. You know, he trains in South mm-hmm. Florida, so we always get an opportunity. Actually, uh, B is the reason, like, he helped me with this whole vision. Like, the studio that you're in right now is because of Brandon. Like, I was I was only thinking about training facilities. And then one day he came in after his workout, and he's like, yo, can I do my podcast in the training room? And I was like, what? Oh, wow. I was like, sure. But then it hit me. I was like, damn, there's so many more Brandons out there that want to create content in the offseason, do these things. It would be dope to be able to facilitate that. So he was the inspiration behind that. Uh, one of my all-time favorite people in the whole wide world. B, let me ask you a question. Um, can you – what's your – you know, you talked about Baby. You talked about uh, Jay-Z. You talked about some of these artists. What's your all-time favorite bar where you teach from? Mm, oh, that's heavy. Uh, you know what? For me, I'm a big mindset guy, and I think y'all would love this, especially the, the fact that y'all dive into mental health and mental wellness uh, so often on your platform. But uh, my favorite rapper is J. Cole, Cold World, Cold Blooded. And uh, one of the things he said and actually helped me unlock my career is either you play the game or watch the game play you and be that broke mm-hmm. motherfucker talk about I stay true, right? And I think that we all know so many people in our lives, so many people in our careers, right, in locker rooms and stuff like that. I'm not going to let him talk to me like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not and that's cool, right? But it's also other people that we've grown up with, parents, adults, or whatever, right? That just won't get out of their own way, right? And and so I think that one of the things that allow you guys to have this type of platform is at a certain point you 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 understand like okay, there's a certain type of game I need to play here, and uh, I, I you got to learn how to play that game in order to continue to achieve and and to grow uh, your empire, so to speak. Like Jay Z said, I show you how to move like a I show you how to move in a room full of vultures, right? Like you, at a certain point, yeah. you got to diagnose that game and then you got to navigate it. 
Speaking of Jay-Z, one of my favorite lyrics he dropped in the story of OJ, he said, I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building mm. is now worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's Dumbo. actually being a New York native. It's actually really funny to like hear that because I think people underestimate, you know, the power of real estate and expanding your portfolio that way as well. Um, yes. People are always trying to, you know, buy in the hottest of hot places, but Dumbo wasn't always Dumbo. And now, listen, you'd be lucky to go ahead and find a place in that area. So real estate also is, is a big part of financial literacy for for sure. So yeah, we, I love I love real estate. That was an alley-oop right there. I love real estate. I started doing real estate in Detroit. They were coming right out for bankruptcy. I could get an mm. uh, auction property property at 30,000, 35,000. I got to co-invest with Rob Sims, Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, those boys. And, uh, you know, fortunately they were allowed me to put a, a small check in, learn a process and, and Whoa. figure out what I needed to do for myself and, and grow. And now we at the point we, I just posted on my, my story, we building 41 unit buildings, a 66 unit building. We developing over 300 acres down in Tampa. And so for me, it's, you know, it's like being an athlete, you're trying to grow, you're trying to keep, keep yeah. pushing and grow. How hard is it to kind of break, you know, the stigma or not the stigma, I guess the idealism behind materialistic things, you know, when people come from certain communities, especially the black community, you come from inner city, you know, inner cities, you think of things that may not have the most long-term value as the most important things to achieve, right? You talk about jewels mm -hmm. and cars and things like that, but those are also, for the most part, obviously, you know, there are exceptions when it comes to cars and jewels, but for the most part, those aren't things that necessarily appreciate in value. So once you buy them, it kind of loses its value right there, unless you're buying, you know, like rare cars or, you know, rare Rolexes or things like that. How hard is it sometimes to break that mindset that has been kind of driven into the minds of certain communities for years and centuries and decades? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tap into another J. Cole line that, that, <laughs> that, that reminds me of, he, he said, uh, and cost me a lot. He said, we rock a lot of ice because we got a lot of pain. That's from 500 years of swelling. I'm trying to tell them, right? Like, mm -hmm. It's a lot, right? Like for us to try to make it out of some of the situations we make it from. And and the first thing you want to do is you want to treat yourself, right? Yeah. But then there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I am athlete. Y'all had Wale on talking about how, you know, the pressure of an athlete, you come and make it to the league. And not only you got a heart to give back, you know, people think that you're just stupid and you're just blowing your money and taking care of your 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 friends and and everybody you grow up with, but it's really I got a heart to give back. I want everybody to come with me, right? And other people they have wealth, they have uh, a different situation, and they you know Wale said you know we got to go go backwards and and take care of our parents and our community and all oh, those that, things. Oh, and so that line, again, let's see yeah, that line it's just, real quick. No, this was a, it was an ultimate it was an ultimate uh, bar that Wale said. He said when we make it, our money go up instead of going mm -hmm. down. Meaning, yeah. like, when we make it, we're taking care of our parents and the people to help us get there when it really should be the other way around. Like, how we, how does our money go down to the next generations to follow? Right, right, right. That's why and I, I don't have that. a lot of friends, I'll tell you that much, because I ain't handing out cash to nobody <laughs> except my parents. <laughs> and that's, a, that's See, about but that's, that's it, it but though. See, look, think people, about what you just I'll, said, I'll Ash. Know <laughs> See, think about that, Ash. When you sign that major deal and you're making seven figures on television mm -hmm. and entertainment and you get into fashion down the road, et cetera, et cetera, like, think about what you just said. You're going to take care of your parents. Like, oh, I want right. to buy on that house. That's what happens. Our money goes up. 
that's that's what we have to fix. And I think our generation is the one to start these conversations. Money, music, culture, Brandon Lee in a way and so many others. Right. Um, it it because the next generation we want that money to go down. I think it's also about teaching balance. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking care of your parents and taking care of your loved ones, but there's also, I think, the issue of balance. Like when do you start saying no? When are you okay mm. with saying no? You know, when do you stop, you know, handing out, you know, wads of cash or buying cars for your cousins, 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 cousin? You know what I mean? Like, you know, somebody you grew up with and you saw in high school and you lost touch, but he comes back. He's like, bro, remember I used to you know, run routes with you back in the day? Like, there's got to be a line. And sometimes teaching that line is, is the hardest thing about financial literacy. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes you learn that line too late. You know, mm. like, but by the time you learn that line, it's like, damn, I, I need, like, I, I need help now <laughs> and nobody can help me. Right. You know, um, MC, I think MC Hammer learned that lesson the hard way, right? Hey, a lot of people done. Hey, Brandon, <laughs> hey, B, what's your, what's your, your, your Whatever. Program, with everything you got going on or like, what is your goal? You teaching the kids about assets or credit? Like, what is your end goal of what you're doing to get to the yeah. And to some of these NFL players and some NBA, you know, the, the baseball, the younger guys that, and even the college players, because college players are, are, are getting NIL deals and making millions and millions of dollars right now. Um, what is what is the goal? What is the outlook of, of what you're trying to do and who you're trying to reach? And, and what are you trying to explain when you reach accomplish? accomplish? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, one, uh, appreciate the question, packing. And shout out to you on an amazing career and everything like that. Obviously, I haven't oh, got don't a chance come to meet on you here in person, doing, but just wanted to give you your flowers, brother. Let me go ahead and give you your flowers. Um, it, but uh, in terms of, of was what I. the goal is, right? So over years of doing this, I've been teaching this at Penn for a bunch of years now. And I learned, I learned in multiple ways, right? But probably having the, the, the pie in my face a couple of times, right? Like I want people to figure out what's important to them money-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like- it's not necessarily me trying to live like B Marsh or me trying to live like you or me trying to live like Ash, right? Like, I want you to figure out what makes you tick, right? Like, is it the change, right? Cool. Then you deserve that, right? Like, as you mentioned, right? Like, let's let's go work for that. Is it the the lifestyle? Is it the comfort of being able to go to the grocery store and not just not have to look at the bill, right? Like, those types of little things and details. But more importantly, I guess, to just kind of to take a, a, a big, more general approach at it, right? Like, my mission is to democratize the access to financial education information. There's a lot of information that we Love know it. because we became athletes, right? Love it. I just want to give people a chance. I just want to give our parents a chance to understand how to invest their money better. I want to give little kids a chance to understand about 401ks early, right? Um, but most importantly, w- w- just really quickly, like, I want people to have confidence in their money decisions. When I bought my first house in 2016, my wife called me, she was my, my girl at the time. And she called me cause I was in Detroit with the lines and I wasn't at the closing table. And she was like, yo, does this closing disclosure look right? Right. She's literally in the office about to sign on, on the, you know, uh, I think we did a 15 year mortgage. And I'm like, shoot, I don't know. I ain't never seen one of these things before <laughs> all these pages and documents. Right. But th- that's crazy. That's backwards. when you think about it, right? Like this is the most important decision of my life. The, right. uh, a home is like your biggest asset for most people. So for me, it's literally, I want to simply help people make confident money decisions, right? You're still going to make decisions that you might regret someday, but ultimately 
you're not going to regret them saying, oh, if somebody would only told me this, right? If somebody would only told me not to swipe my credit card like crazy or when I go to the checkout aisle and they say, yo, you can save 20% off the day by opening this new credit card, right? If somebody would only told me not to do that, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, that's my goal. Love or if somebody would have told me in college that Amex is eventually going to want their money back. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so every so, time you go to the bar, you say drinks on me, you're going to have to right, pay that right. bill eventually. Amen. Brandon, you're going to stay on with us for a little bit. We're going to talk some football before we let you go. The Falcons yes. have named Marcus Mariota starting quarterback after the first day of training camp. The Falcons now have their new starting quarterback after only one day of training camp. The position will now go to number two overall selection, Marcus Mariota, who is starting his first season with the team. Um, The 74th overall selection in this year's draft rookie quarterback, Desmond Ryder, will serve as the Falcons backup quarterback. Um, Guys, too early to name a starter after one day of training camp or they saw everything they needed to see, I guess. I truly don't think it's too early. Um, You want the younger guy to sit on the bench and, and, and tune in and not throw him out there too early. I really think this is a rebuild year for the Falcons. So it makes no sense to put the younger guy out there right now. But um, I like Marcus. Um, he can control the game. The question is, can he make the necessary throws to win the game? Listen, the NFL has been stressing Marcus out. He got gray hair already, like a full head of it, too. <laughs> hey, that's what life will do to you in the NFL. But, no, nah, I think, like like Pac said, right, like, you take some sometimes it's, it's good for a coach to jump out there and take the pressure out of the room. Right. Take that yeah. awkwardness and and all of that discomfort out of the room. Right. And now instead of us competing with each other, now we working together. Right. I know my job. I know my role. Like, you know, your job, you know, your role is to support me. Right. And so I think that, you know, by jumping out there, you avoid a lot of questions. You avoid a lot of distractions for each of them as quarterbacks throughout camp. And they can just focus on being the best quarterbacks that they can be uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Marshall, do you think, you know, Marcus Mariota has had a very interesting um, journey in the NFL after coming out of the University of Oregon, but do you feel like he's ever received a fair shake in the NFL? He's seen a few teams. Yeah, I mean, situations, uh, you know, uh, doesn't always work out for everyone. Uh, You know, philosophy, scheme, right? Like, it, it plays a major part. Um, I think that Mar- uh, Marcus, you know, there were some things that he can control when he was in Tennessee that he didn't. Um, and now being able to sit on the bench for a couple of years and just kind of reflect and learn and grow, um, it could have been a good thing for him. So I'm excited to actually watch him this year because there's it's almost like the quarter cornerback position as well. Like the cornerback position is one of the hardest positions on the field. The quarterback position is the hardest position on the field, right, because you have to know – where all mm. 22 is, well, 21. And then you also have to understand offense. You have to understand defense. You, you have to gain management. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that goes into it. Um, so I feel like some there's some guys that can that have the talent that can come in and, like, the Patrick Mahomes of the world. He had no clue about – he didn't have the IQ, the high football IQ. He said it on the shop, right? Like, after he won the Super Bowl, he went out there and said – I don't even know coverages. I'm learning coverages, but he had the talent and he had the scheme to be able to be able to overcompensate. And yeah. there are some guys that needs time. Back in the day when we first got in the league, pack, remember these quarterbacks 
for the most part, outside of like, well, we came in a league when they were like asking the Vince Youngs of the world, the Jay Cutlers of the world um, to come in and play right away. But for the most part, guys had to sit a year or two. Aaron Rodgers sat for a couple of years. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. And by far one of the best quarterbacks that ever played his game. Right. Mm-hmm. So throwing the ball. So I'm Listen, excited gonna, about I'm excited. I'm excited for it. We're going to move on to our next topic. Ashley Nicole Moss here with Pac-Man Jones and Brandon Times, too. Brandon Marshall and Brandon Copeland. Listen, Pac, you're going to like this conversation. Zion Williamson's contract extension with the Pelicans has incentives for him to keep <laughs> his weight in check. Zion Williamson's contract states that he must participate in periodic weigh-ins for the duration of his new contract. His weight plus body fat percentage must be less than 295 overall. If not, Williamson's contract guarantees um, payout may actually be scaled down. Pac, I'm going to let you take the floor with this one because I know you got a lot to say about it. Go ahead. Hey, look, we were just talking about this. (laughs) We were just talking about this. How funny is this? All right, so we go from watching film to wait. Now, <laughs> between us, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna dog my I ain't gonna dog my boy out. But he gotta get his ass in shape. That, <laughs> that just come on, man. Like you gotta be a pro, bro. Like you are unbelievable. And I hope you hear this conversation. Someone, at least in the family that's listened to us, let you hear this. Bro, it's not that hard, bro. Like sacrifice yourself, bro, and do the right things and eat right. For it's the hard in New Orleans. I'll give no, it. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. They got no, it's gumbo not. and fried catfish. Ash, you were, yes. Do you see how much money he have at stake right here? I mean, listen. I I would be. So I'm just saying. What you? Pac what would you do? I would be starving. Day, <laughs> I would be yeah, starving myself personally. Come on, man. But at, at, at a certain point on your career, man, you got to pick if you're gonna be on the train or off the train. So I hope this is a big stepping point for him, and I hope he get on the train. Brandon, I let's mean, ask. Yeah, go, guys, tap into this. Let's ask our money guy, right? Like, what would you say to him? For, hey, how would you approach from a financial situation to <laughs> piggyback know? off of back? <laughs> like, look how much money's out there. It's, it's, <laughs> listen, from a money standpoint, you <laughs> never want to sign them contracts that lock you down. However, from a, a just a life standpoint, Pac, you, you hit the nail right on the head, right? Like, this, this could be saving his career, right? Like, <laughs> sometimes some people you got to talk to them with money, and guess what? Like, when you see, you know – weight could be causing potential injuries and all that type of stuff. If this extends your career, even by a year, that's a great investment. You know what I'm saying? So it might not be something you like, might not be something you're proud of, but ultimately sometimes as much as some people say something to you that you don't really like, but you got to be like, hey, you real. I respect you because you're looking out for me and my best interest. Brandon, let me ask you this, B-Marsh. I mean, how, if you are just not disciplined when it comes to your body, whether it's eating habits, whether it's working out, and it's not like Zion's making chump change, okay? He was number one overall, so he had a nice little paycheck coming into the league. Is the insight of, or is the incentive rather of having this massive contract going to keep you in line for X amount of years, or are you just bound to eventually revert to old ways? I, you know, I don't, it's different for every guy, right? Some Some athletes, it's more of a maturity thing. You have to learn how to take care of yourself. You have to learn how to be a pro. And then there's some athletes, it's like they'll eat their way out of the league, right? We've seen oh this my God. time and time no, again. 
right? Uh, but but it's your job, Ashley. It's your job. Your body is a walking MB. I'm glad you're on this on this segment. Investment, right? Because your body is a walking corporation. You have to invest. That's why you hear LeBron and 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 the Russell Wilsons of the world say, "Oh, I invest a million dollars into my body," and look at the return. They're getting twenty. Well, shit. Uh, forty, fifty million dollars from career earnings, you know, a year, and then Von off Miller, the court and off the too. field, they're making more money, right? So it's the same thing. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're a prof- if you're a high school athlete, you better mm-hmm. be making the, the the right deposits. College, the same thing. And now the stakes are greater in the NBA. Like Zion went, like he has to learn this, and and we've talked about it for the last three years, everybody. And sometimes it takes that, it, like Brandon said, it takes you know a contract to really push you to become a pro, right? So hopefully he gets it because Pac Man was right that he's a, a unbelievable talent. It's almost as if this is Shaquille O'Neal, Elijah Wan. Uh, and a little bit of KD all in one body. It's, it's interesting, though, because the guys that you mentioned started investing into their bodies much later in their career. Zion's only 22 years old. It's very hard at 22 years old that's to that, act more true. mature, despite being in the NBA. We've seen that. He's not the most disciplined with the things that he should be. I think to Carmelo Anthony, especially when he was on the Knicks at one point, wasn't in the best of shape. And he even spoke about it, you know, later on down the road that it wasn't until the situation in Houston and him not being able to find a team before that, that really kind of put him in check. Like, I have to do something different with my body. He started cutting out certain, you know, meats and then eventually I think went plant-based and says he's now in the best shape of his life. But Carmelo's 30-something years old. I mean, Zion is just turned 22. That's a lot to ask of a 22-year-old, even if he is making, you know, 200-plus million dollars. I think it's unrealistic to say that he's never going to be overweight ever again. Like, No, it's not. No, it's not, Ash. No, it's not. The only reason I'm going to say that is because (laughs) at at certain points of your career, you turn into a pro. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, guess, guess what happened if you don't, Ash? We're we'll talking about, oh man, Zion Wynn was the best college player. Pat, came think out. of you at 22 years old. <laughs> you at 22 years old. Were you doing everything right so, that so, you were supposed on, to be doing? I'll tell so you this. this Hold, let, let me tell you this, Ash. I, I worked hard. It was no one that, that was at the facility before me or left after me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been in the best shape. Only thing I had was when I left there. Now, when I left the stadium, no, it might be some different <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> but I would go, I was one of those guys that would leave Magic City at That's 3 right. o'clock a.m. and take the, the whole bus back to Cincinnati and sleep outside of the, the facility uh, at the Titans and be the first one at work already ready sitting there hold, by the time on, everybody break, else walking in. I don't see the whole hold, game. Hold plan. on, break this down. Hold on, break this down. You got, you got what good is G. Magic City? Right. You just said Cincinnati, then you said Titans. Break it down. Start over again. Break it down, Pat. Huh? What's what's Magic City? Oh, Magic City is on Mondays. You know, Mondays is Magic City, right? So how how does how does our schedule set up in Tennessee was? We went in on Mondays and we was I'm gonna say we was off on Mondays and went in on Tuesdays. So we really had to win, you know what I mean, to be off on Tuesdays. I always went to Magic after the game on Sunday. You know what I mean? I'm always in Magic. Like I'm going to Magic. Boom. Then I go right back. Depending on if we won or lost, I would not have to sleep at the facility. But the days that we had to be there Tuesday, 
At eight thirty, I was there already. Four thirty, by six thirty, come on, I was already at the stadium. I already had an hour in the steam room, coffee, whatever it is. I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest like, with you, Pac. I don't know if Zion has the genetic DNA to where he can be in yeah, Magic City right. getting some wings and at the facility at eight thirty in the morning. I don't think he should test those waters. And I, I yeah, totally agree with you. Different folks can do different things. Now, my point is. He know he can't do that. Does he? Does he know, I know it? Look, I think this this is what I'm gonna add in here real quick, right? Like you said, everybody got different genes. I ain't gonna lie to you. Me, I I I could put on ten pounds in a weekend, so I know I got in season. I gotta chill out. I gotta watch myself and all that stuff, right? But you gotta know thyself, right? Like you gotta know thyself, and and hopefully them putting these things in this contract is going to help keep them in line, or or at least give them that wake up call of like, hey. We get to see a potentially beautiful career if he if he can manage his weight. But I think you know, bringing in a different perspective, right? Like we talking money, we talking business, right? Like I don't ever really take up for the owners, but listen, y'all y'all own a, a business, right? Like you making an investment in somebody, you making an investment in the companies, and you want to see them performing. And if you're not giving me the best performance, then we got to check that, right? Being with Bill Belichick, he didn't trip over little things. A lot of people think that Bill Belichick would be tripping over little things and what you're wearing and all that stuff. You got you got stories of some coaches in the NFL, you wearing earrings, take that out, right? Bill don't care about that stuff. Bill don't care about none of that. But your performance start messing up on that field? <laughs> we got to talk about that. What's that weight look like? Hold up. Mm-mm. What you eating? You eating bacon? Come on now. You know, Not so bacon. again, I think everything <laughs> happens when that performance, when that performance goes down, you got to check everything because you're being paid to do a job. Get it done. Listen, I have a solution for this entire problem, Zion. I once saw Brandon Marshall only eat Caesar's salad at a steakhouse. So if anybody (laughs) can get you in check, it is Brandon Marshall. So you need to go and hang out with him, have dinner with him, and he will have you eating salads left and right in a sea full of meat. So let me ask you a question before you go on. Do you think, do you think that he's going to abide by these rules? I want to ask you that question. I think he's I think he's gonna toe that line because he's twenty two years old. I think he's gonna give me an answer. He's gonna get as close. He's gonna get as close as possible to where he breaks the rule but doesn't and still gets his paycheck because that is what you do at twenty two. You see how far you can go until it actually goes south. So I don't think Zion's gonna be skipping the beignets, the gumbo, the crawfish, the fried catfish, uh, the pole boys. (laughs) I don't think he's skipping those any anytime soon he's gonna be more strategic with it you name it (laughs) (laughs) listen brandon thank you so much for joining us and make sure you guys tune in to the money music culture podcast on sirius xm podcast wherever you hear your podcast i am athlete tonight is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. Sirius.
Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.